0: On today's Hold the Middle, we're going to discuss the last 10 minutes of the Humanity Bureau, and nobody has to drink their own pee. (laughs) I almost
1: laughed. (laughs) (laughs) She was a piss. We're two busy dads who don't have time to watch the whole movie. So we watch just the beginning and end of a movie, then try our best to fill in the gap. I'm Dan. I'm Steven. And this is Hold The Middle.
0: <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a little bit more crude to say piss. <laughs> uh, all right, Steven, um, how are things? Things are good.
1: Yeah. I watched the last 10 minutes of the Humanity Bureau. All right, did you enjoy it? It really took a dark turn at the end that I was not expecting. It did. We'll get there. Um, we weren't. I'd say we were really, really
0: close on this one. We got I think a lot of stuff is, right.
1: This is the best that we've done so far, for yeah. sure.
0: Which probably means it's just not a good script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we were, there's some stuff we I didn't see coming, but I mean,
1: our batting average was pretty strong on uh, Humanity Bureau. You know there there are people who ask me, why do we only watch the first 10 minutes in the last 10 minutes and i think for a lot of these movies that we're watching like these straight to streaming movies you kind of get the gist like do you really need to watch the whole movie yeah i feel like with the Humanity bureau i can watch the first 10 last 10 and i and i get the gist
0: yeah i mean i think you watched the
1: first 10 and got the gist i think so yeah like (laughs) this this podcast to me or at least this experiment to me is kind of like Taking a tour of a house. You know, has somebody ever given you a a tour of their house? Never. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you a tour of my house. Maybe. But anyway, you know, people want to give you the full tour, but like you see the entrance. You know, you see the yard. I think you get the gist. You really need to see the whole house.
0: No, you know what's in the bedroom. There's a bed. There's a dresser.
1: Yeah, I get it. It looks very similar to the rooms in my house. Yeah. Probably cleaner. Probably. I do have a messy house. (laughs) Uh,
0: Before we dive too deep into this, I wanted to ask you, uh, what other podcasts are you listening to right now that maybe aren't Nick Cage related? That's a good question.
1: Well, I am a big fan of the Dana Carvey, David Spade podcast, Fly on the Wall.
0: Yeah, that's one of mine.
1: They've got a lot of good guests who you don't normally hear on other podcasts.
0: Yeah. They're dwindling, though, I feel. The last few episodes, when I saw who their guest was, I was like, hmm, you're taking a turn here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, once you have Lauren Michaels in a two-part episode, it's all kind of all downhill from there. Yeah, but,
0: they, but I'm still waiting for them to have Jack Handy. And they're not... not hasn't happened yet. I feel like there's still a lot of writers. There's people from the 2000s and beyond that they haven't had. Maybe they're not going to, but I think the uh when they had Cheryl Crow on, I was like, this is a departure.
1: Yeah. I thought she was a good interview though. She's all
0: right. They were just so um over the top in their praise for her at the beginning. I felt like it was disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, But it is a good show. I like those two guys together. And I've, uh, I listened to nearly all of them.
1: I would be interested to hear them talk to an SNL writer, like not even Mm. someone who is, you know, featured in the cast, but someone who has written a lot of the scripts during their days. Like I would be interested in that.
0: The Jim Downey episode was really good. Um, And he was a writer for a long time. And I can't remember if there was somebody else. I mean, they had Al Franken on who was not a star of this show. He was mostly a writer and that was good.
1: Now is Jack Handy still with
0: us? He is. Yeah. He wrote a really good book a few years ago um, called the thoughts. No, it was basically an extended deep, deep thoughts. It was a novel called the stench of Honolulu. And it was, it was, Basically, uh, a novel of the guy in Deep Thoughts and Fuzzy Memories. And it was really good. I, I, I As soon as I got done reading it, I read it again. It, that's how good it was. It wasn't long. The chapters were really short. Not like Deep Thoughts short, but like, you know, three to five pages, most of them. And I thought it was hilarious. Well, you know um,
1: as we're recording christmas is right around the corner dan and sure is if you're trying to think of an idea of what to get steven for christmas <laughs> give me a used jack handy book that's been read multiple times
0: what's one more that you're listening to now one more podcast
1: uh i love the watch which is the from watch what's the watch the ring it comes from the ringer network of podcasts mm. um, the watch is Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. You probably don't know them, but they Mm-mm. work with um, what's his name, Bill Cunningham. Bill Cunningham.
0: Bill, the guy who owns The Ringer or started The Ringer.
1: Um, Bill. Um, Bill. Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Why did I say Bill Cunningham? Bill Cunningham? Who's Bill Cunningham?
0: I don't know. He's maybe he's <laughs> one of the uh, Happy Days crew. <laughs> That's <laughs> Richie Cunningham. <laughs>
1: Anyway, they just they they talk. Uh, they mostly talk TV, and they just released their top ten TV shows of 2022
0: podcast. Mm, interesting, that's interesting. Uh, the only one, I would have said fly on the wall too. The only other one that I've listened to religiously is uh, it's always sunny, the podcast, which has been so good this year. And uh, they, um, I could listen to them talk about anything, but most episodes they're breaking down. An episode of it's always sunny and they're going in order but they're just fun to listen to
1: yeah i started listening to that and i just i don't have time for it because i already have a couple of podcasts that i mm-hmm. like but i but they post on instagram all the time like clips from them recording the episodes and yeah i'll, I'll check that out
0: yeah they're pretty good
1: uh all right shall we get into
0: it if we must I uh, I guess one more thing before we get started. I wanted to share that I went back after I was done watching to see what else I had seen Sarah Lind in. It turns out it was nothing. Um, but she was in um, one episode of Fargo Season 2, which I never saw.
1: I love Fargo Season 2.
0: Maybe you might recognize her. Yeah. Um, and she was in a, a movie, a horror comedy from 2015 called Wolf Cop. And it's exactly as it sounds. It's about a wolf cop. And the tagline for the movie was, Here Comes the Fuzz. Nice. That was great. We'll to watch that in season two. (laughs) uh, We really should. Um, The uh, bit of trivia I have on this is that the IMDB rating for Wolf Cop is 5.5. And the rating for Humanity Bureau is 4.6. Wow. (laughs) wow (laughs) so that leads us into the last 10 minutes why don't you get us started
1: oh gosh we do meet uh what's her name sarah lind sarah lind Yep. in the very first scene that's in the last 10 minutes um noah cross who is played by nicholas cage is driving a station wagon with a woman, played by Sarah Lind, sitting in the passenger seat, and there's a boy in the back seat. Uh, what is he? He's, pre, he's pre-teen. He's like, I'd say he's like 13, 12, 13, something like that. Um, I don't know, what happened to Noah's El Camino? Because that's he had an El Camino at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah. Now he's got a station wagon. Yeah, new car. A new old car. New old car, yeah. yeah. There's nothing but old cars. Even though it seems like the earth fell apart in 2017, maybe all the new cars were the first to go. Maybe. They just have antiques now. Yeah, and this I is did, a station wagon from like the 80s, early 80s. Yeah,
1: and because you mentioned it in our previous episode, I did pay attention to Nicolas Cage's driving mm-hmm. as they're driving the, down this straight highway. <laughs> His hands are moving way too much.
0: Why did they do that? I don't know. So they they pull up, uh, I guess, relatively quickly. There's snow everywhere. So they're far north, uh, just as we predicted. And they get to a uh, broke down, busted up nuke plant. And they've got a radiation meter. And they're checking the radiation in the air. And they find out it's just two millirems of radiation. That's standard background radiation. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which the first thing I, I thought
1: do. when they said that.
0: That's standard
1: background <laughs> radiation. Uh, yeah, so they're safe. Wherever they are, they're safe. Right, and they were led to believe that there's too much radiation up north for anyone yeah. to travel up there.
0: Yeah, which we did suggest this. We did. We suggested that somebody was lying to them about what was out there. That this was like a North Korean state and they're not allowed to leave and they don't know what's going on. Uh so then it tells us they're actually they I guess they keep on driving at that point, and it says they're in northwest Montana.
1: Which yeah. Coincidentally, New- I was
0: just in Northwest
1: Montana. Literally oh, really?
0: this summer I went to Montana. Northwest Did Montana. you uh
1: pull out your radiation? I left it at and, home.
0: I didn't even uh, think to bring it.
1: Because you because you never know how much radiation is around.
0: we don't, yeah. But no, we we would have been safe. Um, the young boy says something funny here. He says, uh he's like, let's play I spy. And I see something green. He's like, I've never seen so many trees.
1: Yeah. but I mean, they've been driving for a long time through all of Montana. He waited till now to mention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of weird. The the whole I spy game was really dumb.
0: Yeah. He
1: said, I spy something green. Nicholas Cage immediately says trees. (laughs) And that's, that was the end of the game. They didn't even play a second round.
0: That was it. Yep. It was done. Um, but they, they maybe stopped playing because the car broke down. Yeah. Start smoking, broke down. We walk from here.
1: And I was they kind just of go ahead. nervous at that point because obviously this is the last 10 minutes. And I started thinking to myself, did like, did we miss the climax? Cause I was thinking this might be like the epilogue that we're watching. Mm-hmm. It would be a long epilogue, but I was getting nervous that we missed the climax of the movie. You couldn't oh, have been more wrong. <laughs> yeah. It really <laughs> takes a turn. <laughs> so they're walking
0: down the middle of this, uh, Northern Montana, Northwest Montana road, snowy road and uh straight, very straight road. And all of a sudden they hear a car coming and, uh, Noah's like, "Run!" I, I felt like he would have heard the car coming before then, and maybe they could have jumped into the woods and hidden, but it was not to be.
1: No.: And it sounded uh, like... I mean, he immediately kn- knew who it was, so they've been yeah. probably getting chased through the country this whole the whole movie. Could be. Yeah. Maybe that's the movie. It's just them escaping. The bad guys.
0: They could have been on the run for the last 30 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very possible. Uh, yeah, it's Adam. They, uh, they run, and the bad guys catch up just like we thought. It's Adam, his former colleague, who now has uh, – he's wearing um, a patch.
1: This is the guy played by the, Hugh Dillon, who plays the sheriff from Yellowstone.
0: Yes. What was the deal with his eye patch? I don't know. it was a very futuristic eye patch. it's uh, It's one that does not have a strap. It's more like a monocle that just kind of is held in place in his eye. How does it stay in place? I don't know. Apparently, in starting in 2017, patch technology continued to advance. Meanwhile, vehicles ceased to work and went backwards.
1: Right. I mean, everything stopped in 2017 but We've got patches. famine and climate change the world is yeah. falling apart but they've made this super technologically advanced eye patch it's very sophisticated yeah i uh, just thought it was weird it was distracting me it was a bit yeah, it yeah i couldn't stop looking at it yeah um so they run through a
0: gate they uh you might think that they're going to w- get away um but adam and and he has three goons with him and he says, uh, I'm going to shoot you in the back if you keep running. So they kind of know the jig is up. They don't, they don't have any choice. They, they turn around and come back.
1: We predicted this too, right? Like that this guy was going to be the bad guy? Yes, definitely. Yeah. We, we also, you predicted that he was going to
0: say, you've left me no choice. I don't think he said, he, he didn't say those exact words. He doesn't say it here for sure. But He could have said it at some other point. He's probably been chasing them for a while. He
1: could be thinking it. Yeah. We don't know.
0: So here's where it really takes a dark turn. Adam wants back whatever stolen, whatever was stolen. And he's not playing around. And you think they're going to negotiate. Somebody's going to come save them. But Adam shoots the woman in the head. Right in the head right in the head, like right in the middle of her forehead.
1: She's immediately collapses to the ground and is gone.
0: Yeah. This was like departed, (laughs) departed (laughs) level shocking. I was like, what? (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: It was a little shocking, but I was like, okay, well now Nick cage can continue and raise this boy. And, then that's where the movie ends. Yeah. Some, somehow he's going
0: to get out of this. So Noah's begging, he and he offers to trade the memory card for the child. And uh, Adam agrees. This was another pretty shocking thing. He seemed legit, honest. Fine, I'll let the kid go. Give me the memory card.
1: And he does. let mm-hmm. lets him go. Mm-hmm. And did you notice... Noah kind of going bananas there, like yelling at the kid? Yeah. He's Get like, out of Go! Get out of here! Run! Get out of here! <laughs> as, as one might yell at a stray dog. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote down, I don't remember this, but we find out Noah is the father. He does. Yep. somebody say that? Yeah. Uh, Adam says,
0: he doesn't know you're his dad. And Noah says, no, he doesn't.
1: Okay. So, so that's why had, that's like, why he wants him to get out of there, right? And so he had a secret family. Like while he worked for the Humanity Bureau, mm-hmm. he had a secret family that he was protecting that nobody else knew about. Probably.
0: Yeah, I wonder why the kid didn't need to know, because clearly she knew. Uh, why didn't the kid need to know? Good I guess question. because loose lips sink ships.
1: Maybe. Probably something they covered in the hour and 10 minutes that we missed.
0: Yeah, probably. It was probably like, you know, uh, it's for his own safety. We'll tell him when the time is right. That might have, I bet that line came up at some point. Probably. So he gives him the memory card. Uh, uh, Adam tries to access it. It's empty. It's blank. I, he, I think he yelled that it's blank. Now, what happens here?
1: I don't even want to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> he shoots Noah in the head. He does. He kills him <laughs> right between, right in the middle of the
0: forehead, just like he did the uh, woman Rachel. Right. I mean, he's he. This guy's a good shot. He's a really good, excellent shot. excellent
1: shot. Yeah, that's and now why we, he's in the position that he's in because the humanity bureau obviously rewards people who are so so accurate in their shooting. And now we know because we brought
0: this up why would they promote Noah for killing these uh, two people or for, you know, two people are dead and he was going to get a promotion. This is why they'd rather have people dead. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So he gets both of them in the middle of the head. I can't believe
1: like our hero is dead. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And now what? Now the boy runs back. He comes back instead of just continuing to run. He comes back
1: there's some random sniper yeah you know sharpshooter uh sitting up on the on a hill and he takes out the bad guys pretty easily worst timing ever for a
0: sharpshooter it's like 10 seconds after they killed two other people
1: what was the guy was he like in the process of setting up while this is all going down good question like, what was he doing when, not even Nick Cage, but when when uh, Rachel got shot?
0: Yeah, because he, I mean, this was, uh, you know, a good 60 seconds in between shots. So he must have heard at some point somebody got shot and then he got up there. And while he was taking his sweet time to set up his
1: shot, Noah gets it. Yeah, I really hope he didn't set up and then, like, decide to have a snack first or something like that. <laughs>
0: So we've got five dead people. There were four agents. Uh, One of the agents decides, I don't want anything to do with this. And he takes off, gets in his, he runs back to his car. The sniper lets him go. And the boy says to the dead bodies, he, you know, he hugs him. He hugs his mother and he says to the dead bodies, you can find me.
1: I wrote that down too. And I didn't, I don't know what that means.
0: I'm not exactly sure what that means either. Maybe. Something that was covered. That's probably a callback to something else. Uh, and that's it. We're done there. And we're in now, and we're in some sort of like Canadian ranger station. And they tell the boy they've been waiting for Noah for like a week. If they've been waiting for them, why weren't they better prepared here? I mean, I don't know. it's they're dead. Yeah. Very disappointing. Uh, and he asks uh, if Noah gave him anything and the boy gives him a rabbit's foot that he had around his neck. Surprise, second memory card. And this was the one that Adam really would have liked to have had his hands on. Yep. What's he find inside?
1: The So they play the video that's on the memory card. And uh, it was basically Noah kind of confessing what New Eden really is. Yeah. And I guess it's essentially just a gas chamber. People who go to New Eden end up as ashes in a box. Yep. Seven million
0: victims of state sanctioned genocide so far.
1: This is why the old man in the beginning didn't want to go to New Eden.
0: Yeah, he knew. He said him. he
1: knew the truth. Yeah,
0: he knew it. So there's a revolution now. I should point out just like the old cars. The TV that they watched this message on is a TV from like the late 70s. Again, civilization fell apart in the late 2010s. It's been a long time since HD TVs came out. But this TV is a tube TV with like buttons on the front, like you might have had in the early
1: 70s. I want to say the TV from the, from the earlier scenes when we're in that motel, I think that was an old TV too. Oh,
0: I think you're right. Might've been the same TV. It's bizarre. Yeah. This was, there were some odd choices here. Um, so Noah says, you know, his last message is like, you know, let the roof, let the revolution begin. And now we're going to get a lot of, uh, TV footage of riots, people rising up, burning things, fighting back, that kind of stuff. And, uh, we get one last, well, we got a couple last, like, scripted scenes. And one of them is the agent who survived is driving back into all of the stuff in traffic.
1: I forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, yeah he, gets, he gets killed by one of the revolutionaries.
0: Yeah. I don't know how the, the lady ahead of him in traffic knew he was an agent. But she stops him and shoots him with a shotgun. He must he's be like, just
1: he must be a well-known agent.
0: Maybe because she as soon as he saw her, he's like, oh shit. And yeah. And she blew him he away. Knew it. One last scene. One last scene. You want to say what the final scene was? The
1: last shot is Lucas, the boy, jumping in a lake.
0: Yeah. Which we kind of we I'd give I us partial we, credit for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would give us partial credit. We, we said something about them fishing in a lake at the yeah. end. But there's a lake, and that's the last shot of the movie.
0: Yeah. And we get some VO um, from Noah. Maybe it was something he said earlier in the movie, but he said, when I was a boy, I couldn't wait for summer vacation. Yeah. And I, I thought that sounded a lot like Caster Troy saying, I could eat a peach for days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really does. Uh, the end. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think of this movie?
0: I think it was utterly predictable. Because this was uh, definitely our best in doing predictions. Um, Nothing, no no surprises. Agreed. Yeah. Don't need to see the rest of the movie.
1: Now, let me ask you this. What version of Nick Cage are we getting here? You know, like there's different... Types of performances that we get from Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, the Oscar winner, Nick Cage. There's the unleashed Nick Cage, like you would see in um, like the bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans movie. Mm -hmm. There's batshit crazy Nick Cage, like Vampire's Kiss or Wicker Man. (laughs) What Nick Cage is this? This is just a subdued, kind of average performance. Except
0: for the hair and the lack of muscles, is this Nick Cage really all that different than Con Air Nick Cage? Con Air Nick Cage? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of, he's not, uh, like Con Air Nick Cage was, he he didn't really crack a lot of jokes. Uh, he spoke kind of low, deliberate. I would say this was not that far off in performance than that Nick Cage.
1: He didn't yeah. have to do any action really. Well, no, we didn't see. It was what? It, it is somewhat similar to the Connor Nick Cage. It's not he a bad performance. No, no, I it's mean, just not as fun as some of his other performances. Yeah,
0: I mean, I kind of felt like he was grounded in reality a bit. He's a good guy. Grounded. Maybe that's. Grounded Nick Cage?
1: Grounded Nick Cage.
0: Could be. I mean, I don't know. Now I don't even know if I would say that. uh, What was his name in Con Air? It was. uh, Poe. Cameron Poe.
1: Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe.
0: Poe. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd say Cameron Poe was grounded, but maybe the way lines were delivered were a bit similar. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch again.
1: Have you ever, have you watched um, the movie Pig came out? No, I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. It is good. And it's a very restrained Nick Cage, Hmm. but he puts in a good performance.
0: He said that that was one of his uh, like top three performances.
1: Yeah, there was, there was like Academy Award talk um, around that movie. Was that direct to video? It was during the pandemic. I don't know how exactly it was released. Hmm. It may have been in theaters for like a short run. and then That was like, during the pandemic? I mean, it came out in 2021. Oh, wow. I thought it came out a lot, a lot longer ago. But uh, Pig is actually his highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Interesting. It's like 93% check it out. or something. Speaking um, of which, what did this get on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you know?
0: So this, yeah, I do have that. Uh, this was uh, 25% from critics, 23% from the audience. It had eight reviews uh, from critics, one of which was Simon Abrams from RogerEbert.com, who simply said, oh, the Humanity Bureau, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> oh, that was good. And – uh I didn't really write down anything else other than the um, Sarah Lind trivia. Anything else from you?
1: No, but so 25% means that one out of four critics liked the movie.
0: Yeah, they did. There were a couple that um, I didn't write down. There there, there wasn't much interesting uh, commentary from them, so I didn't write down what they had to say.
1: Well, I think we can close the book on the Humanity Bureau. Did it live up to the hype of the
0: title for you? Or were you expecting no, that something was, better?
1: Seeing the title for the first time, that was the high point for me. Mm. And then it just kind of went downhill from there.
0: The high point wasn't when they discussed people drinking their own piss multiple that, times?
1: That, that does give me a chuckle. <laughs> um, the low point was two people getting shot in the head at the end of the movie. Yeah,
0: that was that was a bummer. Yeah, because you would think that after ninety minutes of watching these people figure out the truth and escape to freedom, you're you're safe. It's gonna it's gonna work out, but nope, only for one out of three. Eh, bummer,
1: terrible. Yeah. What are we watching next? Next week, I believe we're watching Kill Chain. Kill Chain. Kill and Chain. Can, this is it, going to be our last Prime Video movie. Okay. So it's on Prime Video. If you want to play
0: along, it's uh, this is uh, December of 2022. If you want to play along, watch it on uh, Prime Video and uh, be ready to go when the next podcast is released so you can hear our commentary. Um uh, and then provide your own thoughts in the uh, comments on Instagram or on the uh, Spotify page. where We have room for questions and answers or you can email us too at holdthemiddlepodcast at gmail.com. Any final thoughts? I don't think so. I'm looking forward to Kill Chain. Excellent. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Stephen. See you, Dan. See ya. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends and find us on Instagram at holdthemiddle.